his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Good morning. It is May 21st, 2023. This is Sunday Tech. I'm your host, Blaise Olson. For the latest on the legislative session, we're going to have the next hour with a couple guests, and we'll take your calls and texts at 651-461-9226, starting at the bottom of the hour. But feel free to send your calls and texts in. We're going to have Senate Leader Nick Frentz uh, to kick off the show, and then we'll have Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson. The Senate, along with the House, kind of came up with a new deal yesterday on bonding, which requires Republican votes. That shifts some dollars uh, over to allow some emergency funding for nursing homes. Disclosure, an issue that is uh, a client of Fluence Media, so like to be transparent of things I work on in my other jobs. Uh, and um, really the dynamics of this session. It has been drinking out of a fire hose since January, and the details of some of these bills I don't think have sunk in. And we'll talk about that much more in the weeks and um, months to come, Uh, but I want to know what you think. 651-461-9226, send your texts and your calls. We're kicking off the show uh, right away with Senator Nick Frentz uh, from Mankato, or as he says, North Mankato. Senator Frentz, thanks for joining me. Hey, Blois. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, Let's just start with kind of uh, this deal that came together yesterday between legislative leaders, uh, Republicans agreeing to offer some votes on a bonding bill that borrows money so that it's not all capital investment from cash. Um, I know this had been worked on. You and I have texted about it. I was trying to find this path, seeing it, if it was going to be reality. And frankly, Senator friends, I'd kind of given up yesterday morning that anything was going to happen. How lead us through some of the details of how this deal to borrow money uh, finally came together to make for a bigger capital investment bill. Sure. Well, I think a couple of things came together. First of all, as Minnesotans watched the negotiations, several stakeholders weighed in, Coalition of Greater Minnesota Cities among them, uh, talking to both caucuses about how important a bonding bill was. As your listeners probably know, an earlier bonding bill had been voted down in the Senate. So there was encouragement to get moving on it. There were also, you know, more understandings uh, reached about what the needs were around the state. A couple that come to mind are water infrastructure and nursing homes. So as people started talking about those, I would like to think that our caucus and the Republican caucus in the Senate 
saw the light, um, saw a path to find an agreement. And I will say this, you know, we never stopped talking over the last week or so every day. Um, there were discussions between leadership and this deal, I think, is a result of both sides seeing uh, some good reasons to go ahead with it. It's a historic number, $1.5 billion in borrowing, another $1.1 in cash, $300 million for nursing homes, water infrastructure and state projects uh, north, south, east, and west for Minnesotans, and a lot of jobs, too. So good news on that for sure. You know, I want to just say this because for me, you, those of us who live in the bubble, I'll call it, <laughs> We've heard about the needs of water infrastructure and nursing homes since January. Did Democrats use that as leverage to try to wait till the last minute to get the best deal possible? No, I don't think so. I think what we saw is those were always priorities, obviously, coming from greater Minnesota. I had a great uh, number of discussions in my district about the needs for nursing home, and along with others, I was you know, um, asking, can we do more? Senator John Hoffman from our caucus from Champlin, likewise looking for money to help nursing homes. So that was always there. I think the turning point was when the bonding bill went down the first time. Our caucus felt like we weren't sure there would be borrowing, and so we went ahead with an all-cash bill, which, as you may know, got so far as to the Finance Committee last week. And at that point, again, other stakeholders started to weigh in, and there was momentum for a deal. So I don't think there was any timing. As you know, our majority leader, Senator Kerry Dedzik of Minneapolis, pretty straightforward, um, pretty transparent. So not the type, in my opinion, to sort of um, game the system. Just wanted to get a deal done and glad we did. Senator Nick Frentz is my guest here on Sunday Take. Senator, um, there's some things that have emerged at the last minute. Either they didn't get a hearing in the Senate or, you know, frankly, they weren't part of either body's bill. Uh, bills going into conference committee. And I'm going to start with transportation and the gas tax. Um, how how do you reconcile with everyday Minnesotans the gas tax increase when it wasn't in either bill, but kind of, I'm going to just say, appeared out of thin air as a way to find more revenue? And what does that say about kind of the process from January till now that a significant proposal like that can make it into the final deal when there wasn't a big statewide discussion or even a major debate in either body. Yeah, I think that's a fair point to make. What we want is for ideas to come through the normal committee process. You know, we get there in early January, and there were a lot of things that turned up in conference committee reports for folks out there. That's the final product of the agreement between the House and Senate that didn't get a very thorough vetting as we went along. Having said that, some of those were topics that have been around for years, and the gas tax is one of them. I've been getting an earful for years from the county transportation engineers in my district saying, you've got to fund roads and bridges, and the gas tax is dedicated by Constitution to roads and bridges. So as we looked at different options in the transportation bill, our two outstanding transpo chairs, Senator Scott Dibble of Minneapolis and Representative Frank Hornstein, came up with the indexing to inflation, which basically says the gas tax will now go up with inflation, amounts to about a $0.05 increase per gallon by the year 2027, and I think it fits a need. So even though it wasn't talked about all along, I think Minnesotans will get a benefit. What do you, when you, there's the other issue I would say that, you know, it was talked about, but it wasn't highly debated. It's a little bit of an inside baseball play, but you, I know, understand what, kind of charitable funding through pull tabs means the idea that 
e-pull tabs are going to essentially be gone as we know them uh, in the near future is going to affect community groups, youth sports across the state. They're going to see a reduction in revenue that helps kids play sports and helps facilities. How does that line up with an $18 billion surplus? And do you have concerns about that? Because I know in the past you have. Well, we spend a lot of time. I'm, I'm concerned anytime charitable organizations face changes where they're wondering. Glad to report that yesterday in particular, a lot of work put in, and essentially we're going to reduce the taxes on those charitable organizations. We're going to recap the distributor fees, and we're going to remove some of the audit requirements so that about 50% of the costs are going to be removed, and therefore we are hoping that the changes to the electronic pull tab format will not be any decrease in the overall benefit to veterans groups, kids that play youth hockey, and all the other charitable organizations. Those three changes were to recognize that there may be a decrease in the revenue up front on the electronic pull tabs. Uh, As we wrap here, uh, just to have fun with you, because I know you can handle it, Your good friend, the governor, often says hope is not a strategy, Senator Frentz. With $18 billion surplus, it seems as though there's a lot of ideas that are going to pass and become law, hoping they make a difference. Whether it's the Nurses at Bedside Act, whether it's this e-pull tab change, it seems as though you know the more progressive wing of your party got almost everything they wanted and that moderates didn't really hold the line on things like tax increases or higher spending. This budget is big. It is 30% bigger. Do you expect in two years that the budget will be the same size as this year? And do you have a number yeah. that that you, you're comfortable with? Well, two things. First of all, part of the reason the budget is larger is that we had $12 billion in one-time money. And as you know, we might have used that last session had there not been a coming a part of the deal. So your point is well taken. As for the moderates in the caucus, and of course, um, I consider myself one of them, several times during the session, we said we would prefer to go a different direction with proposals, and we did. So bills that passed often reflected some moderation. I'm thinking of paid family leave, for example, where we want to balance the needs of employers and employees. As for what we see in the future, uh, I think we're confident that the changes that really matter to working men and women, including the child tax credit, including some of the changes to property taxes, $300 million in public safety, that's a big one for Democratic moderates. Those are going to be things that help all Minnesotans, and I think the proof will be in the pudding, as it always is, and that'll be left for a future Blaise Olson show to sort of parse what happened. I think the budget in two years will not reflect this kind of one-time money. I'm guessing there will not be a time in my political future, no matter how many years they keep me here, um, where there's this type of one-time surplus. Senator so Nick stay Frentz, tuned, listeners. We will stay tuned, and I know we'll talk down the line, and maybe someday we'll uh, just kind of hash this out the way we do offline, Senator Friends. That'd be kind of good radio. That, boys. Thanks very much for having me. And listen, everyone have a great week. Uh, we'll be done at midnight tomorrow night, come hell or high water. And I'm excited to get home to North Mankato. I will see you all soon. Sounds great. Senator Nick Friends here on Sunday Take. Coming up next after the break, Senator Mark Johnson, the Senate Republican leader, on how this final deal came together and what he sees as the future of Republican opportunity to 
try to win back control in Minnesota. I'm Blaise Olson. You're listening to Sunday Take on News Talk 830 WCCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Thanks for joining us this morning on Sunday Take. I'm Blois Olson. It's 923. Hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee and sitting outside enjoying this weather it would be where i would be if i was not doing the show this morning either that or on the golf course but you know just like election season the end of the legislative session calls for uh calls for a little extra work even on a sunday morning so i know the other folks who are putting in a lot of work are over at the legislature and my thoughts are with them and not ne- not always just the elected officials, the staff uh, especially. Joining me now is Senate Republican Leader Mark Johnson. Senator Johnson, uh, Good morning. how much sleep did you get last night? Well, we plenty of sleep. We were, we were only doing things until about 1 a.m. last night. So it, uh, based on this session, that was an early night. So Sounds good. <laughs> but it was good. We had a lot of, a lot of good things happening yesterday. Let's talk about the deal that um, on bonding. You and I have messaged privately on this. I have framed this up in the newsletter as a way in which there was a path forward on a couple of key initiatives. How mm-hmm. did the deal finally come together? What gave some of your members comfort that they could offer votes for a borrowing bill, uh, which would free up some cash for some other priorities? Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing that happened, you know, we were very focused on ensuring that Minnesotans got some of the surplus back, number one, and then number two, that nursing homes were taken care of. We know that there's a crisis out there. Nursing, nursing homes are shutting down across the state. I had two in my district that just shut down the spring uh, because of some of the financial things that the, the way that they're being reimbursed from the state. So what we wanted to do is make sure that they were taken care of as well. What we saw was a, a human services bill that came out that really kind of slapped nursing homes in the face, did not take care of them, put them on the brink of disaster coming up. So it was uh, what we wanted to do is make sure that they were shored up. And so we really put politics aside. You know, we, we figured out a deal that our members could vote for, but then also took care of nursing homes, nursing facilities going forward. Democrats fought us 
tooth and nail on tax, you know, lowering tax rates, making sure that we're getting the surplus back. But uh, I think we found a deal that we can work with here going forward. Uh, it, we just had Senator Friends on. He obviously the deadline is tomorrow at midnight. I know there was a technical glitch last night with microphones. Any concerns that there's, you know, you can't get done before midnight because of the delay last night? Well, I, I mean, if we're going to blame it on the microphone delay, uh, <laughs> that would be a pretty poor excuse. The Democrats control all three bodies, and so they could plan out exactly how they wanted this session to go from the very beginning. So to say that a microphone glitch at the very end is what blew up the whole session uh, would be pretty comical uh, on that deal. When I think about that, I I did write this morning uh, in a special edition of uh, Morning Take that uh, had Democrats held to their, you know, original, we're going to adjourn early uh, goal. Mm -hmm. You you could have been up in northwestern Minnesota enjoying the weekend, Senator. So I'm just saying, of all the things you have to be a little annoyed by, I'll I'll give you credit for that one, too. (laughs) Um, it would it would have been a great a great weekend to be out golfing. That's for sure. You know, one of the things um, that I can't help but think about is with de- Democratic control, Republicans obviously haven't been able to influence things or hold the line. They just haven't been able to break off a Dem- DFL vote or two in the Senate on key issues. Mm-hmm. Your your members aren't on the ballot again. Uh, you know, for three more years. How do you how do you see kind of the path forward? I know it's a slim sure. minority, but you know, in this state, uh, Republicans have had trouble statewide. Are there do mm-hmm. you see some opportunities in the near future or uh, on oh, the horizon? Absolutely. absolutely. So we've got a new class of people coming in here. As far as you know, the experience in the just the Republican side. We lost 176 years of experience in the Senate, uh, and I'm sure it's something similar on the Democrat side this last election season. We need to get those relationships built back up, that bridge between uh, the two sides. You know, before we were really able to work back and forth, tamp down more radical issues, uh, probably on both sides, and really just focus on Minnesota. Now that the Democrats control everything, and there just seems to be everybody's in their corner, uh, I, I'm hoping that going forward we can work closer together. The other thing I would like to say, too, is, you know, some of the votes for those members on the Democrat side where they stuck together were pretty extreme votes. It'll be interesting when they go back to their districts and have to go to the grocery store and the gas station and have to face the constituents. And they say, hey, why didn't I get my tax rebate back? Why why didn't I get you know, the tax rate lower? Why are my fees going up on my tabs and on my vehicle registration? Why are we getting taxed 0.25% additional sales tax in the metro area? When that starts happening, I think people will start waking up, elected officials start waking up and realizing the consequences of the votes that they've taken. And so I'm hoping that going forward, uh, we have some real opportunities to, number one, flip the House, number two, in three years, take back the Senate and really show some leadership and getting people really focusing on Minnesotans going forward, not just the special interest in the government. Are there issues that you want to highlight where there was some compromise, there was more moderation, that that either Minnesotans were heard or constituency groups were heard and Democrats did start to kind of peel back from a more extreme position? 
No, not. I mean, look at this session. When when you go and you talk to the lobbyists, and they've been around for forty, you know, a lot of them have been around for forty years, thirty five years. They say this was the most partisan session they have ever seen. So you go and look at the bills, then the partisan votes between Republicans and Democrats. I don't think you'll find a session where there's been more party line votes going going throughout the whole session, which is so disappointing. We represent, Senate Republicans represent nearly 49% of the state, and we have been shut out consistently over and over and over. And so that's why their members are having to take such extreme hard votes, it's because, look, they need every one of them with a, with a one-vote majority. And so it's, it's so disappointing. Minnesotans want us to work together. They want some you know, unity within the decision-making. And it's just so one-sided right now, which is you know, Minnesotans should be livid about that at this point. My guest is Senator Mark Johnson. He's the Republican leader in the Minnesota Senate. He has 33 members there, one short of the majority. Senator Johnson, one of the other kind of pieces um, Senator Friends just talked about was, you know, roads in, in greater Minnesota. The transportation bill includes a gas tax. There was no discussion, debate. Uh, about a gas right. tax until the last minute. But you, I mean, you're from northwestern Minnesota. Your, your local officials talk about money for roads. Any mm-hmm. sense of that that money will make it out to roads and bridges? Will it be dedicated? Will it, you know, fund the things that people in greater Minnesota have really been asking for? Well, that, that's one of the things that the bonding bill is going to be taking care of, too, is, is a lot of the infrastructure needs that we have across the state. And so I'm glad to be able to, to do that, invest in the state. Now, I don't know, you know, with, with the tax, the gas tax, uh, I'm sure it's going to follow the same formula, which funds our roads and bridges, which, you know, across the state, that's going to that's gonna do a lot, of, uh, a lot of things for roads and bridges. However, the burden of that gas tax is very regressive, especially in rural Minnesota. Look, I drive 321 miles to get from my house down to the Capitol uh, each, t- each week I come down here. And so it's going to put a burden on a lot of rural residents across the state who tend to come from a, a lower economic uh, uh, sort of position. So this is this is really going to hurt a lot of the area that I represent uh, as well, especially when over the last six years, as we've been leading the Senate, that the Republicans had the majority. And we were able to balance the budget, make sure we were putting money into roads and bridges. And now we're going to get a gas tax on top of that because they say we aren't funding it enough. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right move. I, we are adamantly opposed to gas tax. There's other ways of doing this, and this is very disappointing. Why have, why have the first half a session, if you can go into conference committee and pull in whatever bill you want to do, plug it in, and then throw it out to the floor without any amendments uh, being able to be offered? I mean, it seems like this way of, of legislating really blows up the whole process. One of the other talking points for DFLers is going to be that this is, you know, the largest tax cut in Minnesota history. How do the tax increases and fee increases stack up compared to that? And I, I say that with balance because, as you know, I get both sides press releases every single day. And um, and I, you know, I try to find some balance here, but, you know, they're going to, you know, have a big news event this week. They're going to try to celebrate this. Um, you guys don't necessarily need to have a pity party, but th- there's some things you guys you, that Republicans want to point out. Well, I, I, it's so funny to hear them say it, it's the biggest tax 
cut in history. I mean, look at what's happening throughout our bills. If you're in the, look at the housing bill, a billion dollars of new taxes. Look at the transportation bill, $4 billion of new taxes and fees. Tax bill, there's $2.2 billion more taxes within that. So for them to say, oh, we have this huge tax cut, it's so disingenuous when you look at the net on this. Minnesotans are going to feel this in their pocketbook every single day. And so, I mean, they can point to one section, one line. You know, there's going to be a lot of transfers, tax expenditures where, where you know, they'll, they'll just give credits or, or things like that to individuals, which, you know, it lessens uh, some family's tax burden and whatnot. But the reality is this is going to drive up their daily cost every single day. So the net on, you know, between the tax credits and the increased cost is going to be minimal. So, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to laugh at this, but it's a serious thing. But the idea that they're trying to sell this as a tax cut, uh, people should, should look at that and, and hold their feet to the fire because it's just not true. Sorry, Mark Johnson. I know we'll be talking down the line. Uh, get your coffee and uh, enjoy your next 36 hours or so. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Thanks. Senator Mark Johnson, Senate uh, Republican leader. Here on Sunday Take, uh, we had Nick Friends first, Senator Mark Johnson, with the latest from the Capitol. They have to be done by midnight tomorrow night, technically 11.59. As you heard, even though they had a microphone glitch, uh, Senator Johnson doesn't feel like that's a reason for them to be delayed in any way. And I know uh, the Senate is going back in at noon today to take up that tax bill that we just talked about. Uh, If you want, uh, you can check out Morning Take's extra edition this morning. We had uh, all the latest details, including the details on the tax bill and that new bonding bill in there. We now want to take your calls. I want to hear from you and your text, 651-461-9226. Too far, just right, or not enough? How has the legislature done this session? I'm Blaise Olson. You're listening to Sunday Take on News Talk 830 WCCO. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Sunday Take. I'm Blaise Olson, your host. We'll take your calls and your texts at 651-461-9226.
But first, a message from Minnesota's corn growers. Look, sustainability at its core means something must be able to be sustained and continue. And that is ultimately what Minnesota corn growers are focused on, making sure that generations of farmers and Minnesotans can continue to live off the land. 99% of Minnesota farmland is owned by families in Minnesota. And keeping that family farm strong is important. How do you keep it strong? You make sure that you practice sustainable farming. And that includes good use and responsible use of water, soil health, making sure that your streams and rivers are as clean as possible. It's the farmers who live in the communities that focus mostly on making sure that the best practices are alive and well in Minnesota farming. That's also why Minnesota corn growers invest in future technologies, whether it's renewable plastics, whether it's sustainable farming techniques that they teach and share through the University of Minnesota, College of Ag, and other great institutions. Minnesota corn growers are focused on making sure Minnesota's agriculture and Minnesota's environment are aligned and in sync as they continue to make sure that Minnesota land is farmable for the sustainable future. I'm Blaise Olson. That's a message from Minnesota corn growers. Your calls and texts are welcome. We have a call from Georgia on the line. Georgia, thanks for calling in. Your thoughts. Did the legislature go too far, not far enough, or just right? You know, I I just find it appalling. I've been watching a lot of the Minnesota House and Senate. If Nick Frentz is a moderate, I'm the queen of Sheba. I mean, you these bills faded into the the conference committees. What comes out? Rank choice voting? Was that debated on the floor? Gas tax? Was that debated on the floor? Changing how precinct caucuses are run? Was that debated on the floor? These people... They have just gone over the edge. They think that people want all these taxes, these new taxes. I was watching the House yesterday, and one of the House Dems gave three examples of how each of these people or groups would be better off because of these new tax cuts, so to speak. And the two of them he gave would have been better off if they'd gotten a $1,000 rebate like Governor Waltz prompted. Georgia, thanks for your call. No, I appreciate that. I just want to be clear. Ranked choice voting did not make it into any final uh, agreement statewide. Um, But, Georgia, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of ideas and concepts that were not debated, and they are many feel extreme. I think that's why I asked Senator Frentz about whether or not he was a moderate, um, because that is the sense. And I think it becomes a question of your season of life or your perspective. I am at a different stage of life. So some of these ideas that maybe 10 or 15 years ago I would have thought, oh, that's worth talking about, I have different feelings about. I no longer have young kids. I don't get the child care tax credit. And there's this whole idea of fairness, and it's coming through on your tax, uh, especially about Social Security. You know, somebody says, um, you know, my looking in the Social Security tax cut, was able to see that the cutoff is a hundred thousand in income for married couples. The cutoff for individuals is seventy-eight thousand. It's not fair. It's not fair that um, wife and I make over one hundred fifty thousand, and we're not going to get a rebate. 
we continue to hear this kind of fairness argument from folks who are not happy about the size of the rebate checks. They're not happy about the size of, um, you know, the tax cuts. And let's be clear, Senator Johnson laid it out. There's at least $7 billion in new taxes and or fees in this budget. So that makes net-net about $11 billion um, in, you know, money that is coming back out of that one-time money. And the one-time money, oh, is about $12 billion. I have written this week, and you can follow our writing if you subscribe to Morning Take at fluence-newsletters.com and how we track all things Minnesota politics. But I wrote that I I think one of the DFL strategies here is that they see between economic times, the change in demographics in the state, that future years may have major budget deficits, probably not in two years, but potentially in four years. And so in that case, you'd have the House, the Senate, and a governor's race. And if you have that with a major deficit, budget deficit, the debate and the discussion statewide is completely different. And so limiting their liability going forward to a major budget deficit where tax increases would be talked about, the progressive left would be pulling them, you know, Republicans may have a more opportunity because of an economic message. I think that's all real. Text comes in. I'm from Nicollet County and Senator Friends is a disappointment in representing this district. You know, I know Senator Friends pretty well. I, I think that sometimes... You know, he is more moderate than his caucus, but as a caucus leader, he has to balance things, and it's not an easy job. Um, as these are coming in, Walls Group has nothing to do with one Minnesota. As a centrist senior citizen, I'm disgusted with ramming through of their agenda to, quote, screw over 80% of Minnesota. Is anything directed to help caregivers instead of those types of places closing down for lack of wages and help. Yes. So nursing homes uh, did get an emergency $300 million. That's an increase over um, what they had already got, which was an increase. It should stabilize those things. And in the effort of transparency, I do work on those issues and part of our other consulting uh, business at Fluence Media. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls and texts on News Talk 830 WCCO. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. We're back on Sunday Take. I'm Blaise Olson, your host. A couple more minutes here. Your texts are coming in. One of them came in just saying, you know, suggesting that changing demographics was code or something for, you know, a more diverse population or people of color. Look, it is it is not about the changing demographics is not just about people of color uh, i'm going to be blunt with anybody who thinks that that's what i was saying code for we have an aging population we knew we were going to have a workforce shortage the pandemic expanded it we do have more immigrants there is changing demographics of fewer people in greater minnesota more people in the metro area it's a it's a very multifaceted dynamic in our state, and it is what it is. It's not it, – it, it's just change. And I think that's the take this week. For most of my commentary and watching and analysis, it's a wait-and-see attitude. And I would just say this. I have some reactions and some feelings related to what the legislature has done and is doing. But at the end of the day, I have to begin to do the wait and see. How will this impact Minnesotans? How will it impact our economy? We can all say it's going to be horrible or it's going to be awesome. But ultimately, we have to wait and see. Now, if you're at a season in life where waiting and seeing is not in your timeline, I respect that. If you want to retire somewhere because you're worried about taxes, I get that. That's what makes this whole debate part of the Minnesota way and the American way. We all get to see how it goes. Just like the weather. We wake up every day. They say it's going to be 70 and sunny and it might have snow. That's an extreme example. But ultimately, the feeling out of this session is we're going to have to wait and see. The governor and Democrats have made some big bets. If bets don't pay off, there are consequences. Is it a gamble? I think to some degree it is. But if the bet pays off, and Minnesota is a great state for families going forward, then there'll be more families and young people here, which is something we do need. Thanks for listening to Sunday Take. 
Follow me all week at fluence-newsletters.com, and I'll be with Vanita Monday through Thursday at 620. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.